Hey guys, and welcome back to the Ducks and Dogs podcast. My name is Mike here again with my co-host Matt. How you doing today, Matt? It's hate week, man. I'm all sorts of hyped up right now. <laughs> For what are you hating? Like Oregon or Washington or Jimmy Lake or all three? Yes. <laughs> yes. So and today we yes. have a special guest in Bistro, Oregon super fan and Duck Twitter legend. Uh, we had him on this episode. This is our second take recording this episode. So thank you for coming on, Bistro. <laughs> and Mike Black, as everybody on Duck Twitter knows, is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, fam, I am no legend. I am no super fan. I am just a fan like everybody else. Uh, How many you fans? Good, fam. You know, everybody has technical you know, issues every once in a while. I'm not tripping. Uh, you already know I'm always down to talk Ducks football, so and, you know, you know, and we get to talk, my man Matt. You know about the Huskies a little bit. <laughs> Anyone who wants to do a podcast, always remember press record when you are you know doing everything, and it, it helps a lot. Yeah. Uh, also, regular helped. fan, uh, how many people have asked to take pictures with you, Mister Regular Fan? I honestly don't have an honest amount, but it's, um, it's more than one, ain't it? You know what's so crazy is I <laughs> yeah, had it's more than one. <laughs> like fam, I actually had a softball player's mom recognize me, and I had this lady whose husband is like a major board member for Wiener Schnitzel recognize me. Exactly, bro. Exactly. Bro. <laughs> and I'm like, regular I'm fan, like, my ass. I do. I am because I'm a modest guy. Re- regular fans get get tours of the facilities by Rob Mosley. Or we can Man, I am, but I mean, it's dope, no lie, but I mean, it, I, I just appreciate it, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's sure. appreciative of it, you know, for, for sure. sure. But you, you, you know, you thought of in a, in a, in a different level of duck fans. So, you know, there's a scale. There's the worst duck fans at LaMike Black. There's the best <laughs> duck fans at Stromino One. <laughs> Like, bro, I've I've been in the athlete the athlete shoes. So, being that I've experienced it, I, I just take more so of a straight fan uh, approach. You know, passionate about it, but I also understand like I don't have any control in this, fam. Yeah, none whatsoever. Um, and I just hope to see my team perform to the best of their ability. You know, and whatever the coaches see fit best for the team, um, I'm hope you know he's right. I hope they execute, and I hope we get a W. You yeah. know, beat, beat the Huskies. I'm the same way, but I think uh, my you know it's obviously all personality based. I'm more loud and obnoxious and arrogant and in your face, yeah. and that's how I am as a fan. And obviously, you know, like I said when we were recording the first time, a lot of it is exaggerated for jokes because you know it's funny. But you know that's who that's how a lot of people in Florida are too. It's just like it's a different culture. It's how you raise and how you raise it. it. I hate to say this, being raised in SEC country, they care so much more about football that when we're talking shit in high school, we're talking shit about football. Like that's what we're talking <laughs> shit about the entire. Yeah. You know, for in middle school, we were still talking shit. We probably talking shit about Call of Duty and 2K. Nah, in high school, it's yo Florida State sucks ass, bum. <laughs> And that's how it should go. Or if, or if you were playing ball like I was for a while, uh, I was supposed to play at Portland State. I threw a fit pretty much and quit like a stupid idiot, like I mentioned. But yeah, when you're playing ball too, it's like, hey, you ass. Like it's no, it's no, it's no good game shit. <laughs> like nah, everyone trying to go get them offers, and I'm trying to whoop your ass to go get that shit too. Like it's it ain't no, it ain't none of that. And. You know, I pissed some people off. Uh, Nick Pickett being the one who comes under my stuff the most. Nick, uh, if if Nick is watching this by chance, Nick, love what you did for Oregon. Seemed like a great dude. I understand why you get pissed off at me, but, you know, don't take me that serious. I'm a random dude in Florida on Twitter. Y'all take me so serious. So serious. Like, so, bro, I got, I got, I got motherfuckers like Michael James, Sabrina Ionescu, fucking oh, Nick Pickett. Bro, and then, you know, it's funny, everybody in the comments saying, you a nobody. Why the fuck everyone replying to a nobody? I don't understand. Dude, you got LeMichael, you got Pickett and Sabrina responding. <laughs> All the time, bro. I get fucking Dog, Sabrina, I, I can't get a response. Look, Kelly Graves won't follow me. 
See what had happened was <laughs> so what had happened was Stroll. I'm sure you're aware of this, Matt. You're all too aware of this. I made an Oregon Mount Rushmore, and I said sports, but it was very clearly football based. So Oof. it did not mention Prefontaine or Sabrina Ionescu. Yeah, that went over well. Oh, you you asking to get stoned? You- <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even mean it like that, man. They just public me- enemy number one, right there, dude. You asking to get stoned, fam? You, if you ever in your life say Mount Rushmore and Oregon sports in the same sentence, if you don't have Sabrina Prefontaine and Mariota in there somewhere, bro, they gonna stone you like you are in the Middle East. Excuse my reference, <laughs> they gonna beat the. No, I'm just being honest, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm just being honest, man. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm in a South Park episode right now. Oh what the fuck God. is going oh, on? Man, honest, bro. <laughs> like it's all love. Like I love my people that that's from the Middle East. Like I don't know beef. Like, I love y'all, bro. But I'm just, but like you, you know, you know what you asking for when you push them buttons, bro. You know that. I see. I ain't needed like all that, bro. Like, that's not what I, I wasn't trying to get stoned, bro. Like. I, uh, bro, I tweet that out. Dead ass. So many people were in my mentions. Ain't most funny. Like, even if not just fans, even if they're like former players, athletic directors, directors of player personnel, they either really love me or they really hate me. No two ways about it. Like fucking you are, person you are, man. You anybody are over the age of yeah. forty fucking hates me and saves pictures of me and my girlfriend and posts them on Twitter. Why? Who knows? Weird people. But dude, then, you said something bad about their favorite sports team. It's completely justified, bro. Yeah. Then they DDoS me with the information in my pen tweet. What are y'all on, bro? Like, yeah, nice take. On? I know your IP address, dude. Like, so, like <laughs> what's up, Dan? <laughs> what's up? Hey, hey, like, you, like you that's go. We you gotta accept the responsibilities for hey, the, the teacher. Like you said, like, off yeah. air, man. That address is literally in that motherfucking pin tweet. Pull What's up. up? Pull up. Hey, meet me at the Chevron around the corner, fam. You ain't lying. I had somebody reply to a tweet I made about Brown. Instead of they see me at Austin, they'll slap me. I said, I wish you would, bro. Yeah, I, w- I wish Boy. you would. Boy. Ooh, oh, listen, bro. That's goofy. They said they going to slap this. They said, pull up the Austin. You get slapped. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, what was that energy they was on on Twitter talking about everything going down with uh, Nick up there in Seattle? Bro, what was that energy? What that video I said of uh of our sheriff out here? We will shoot you, bro. Stop. Playing. No, no, no. Oh, my leg, yeah, leg, yeah. 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 We will shoot you. Hey, bro, I'm not like you know. It's all cool. I, I, I mean, obviously, you know, if y'all meet, if anyone meets me in person, I'm, I'm obviously, you know, me, me and Stroh are the opposite of fan on Twitter. We vibe pretty well. So like, yeah. just because I tweet crazy shit, like I, y'all like me better in person probably, but. If you is talking reckless on Twitter, suck my dick. Uh, <laughs> and some people, and some people use Twitter just to get a rile out of people, bro. Like people talk about trolls. Like people say trolls exist. Like fam, you know what you're dealing with. So when you engage, you know the actions and the reactions you're supposed to get. You know what? So you uh, can't Owen, really be upset about it. You know what Owen told me to do? What? Print out every tweet of a check mark replying to me and quote tweeting me and all that shit, and pin it on and the wall behind thing. me for the setup. <laughs> Dude, you ver- get verified. Get yourself verified. You see how many people with check marks reply to me? Verify me. Bro, <laughs> they I, talk to me. Verify so, me. You know what's funny? Uh, I just started talking to uh, one of our guys at Berkshire Hathaway, and apparently I can get verified if I send in the paperwork. Because of my job. <laughs> that should be funny as You know much. how much that would piss people off? Oh, you need to do it. You need so to. Much. Dude, you need to. verify, bro. bro. That'd be hilarious. Bro, they... they Don't they, lie. It's going to be Don't so... Lie. It'd be so funny, bro. I'd laugh my ass off. Um, I, just, I just sit back and observe and say, damn. <laughs> 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 like, just they like, said, bro, oh. 
just like the tweets I made about Brown. I know I, I see you liking some of the replies and shit. I see you lurking. You don't ever say shit. I'm like, bro, what is this? Dude? I'm like, bro, these dudes is going at it, bro. <laughs> my, and, and this is this is my whole thing with Brown, fam. And, and, and the same thing with, with Washington and Jimmy Lake, people gotta understand this. This is Mario's first head coaching job since FIU. Which he shouldn't have been fired from. This is Jimmy Lake's first head coaching job at this level ever. Mm-hmm. See, so Mario Mario was handed a Justin Herbert and a Troy die. You uh, get the benefit of those three year starters as leaders of your team, Jimmy, and they buy in. Jimmy Lake was handed the most talented roster in the Pac twelve and the I believe Pac twelve champions. Well, what they went to Pac twelve champions when he got the roster. Was he? Were they? When did it, when did Homeboy retire? CP. Like 20, a couple of years ago. Twenty eight. Yeah, bro. I'm. Was see, it, I'm was done. it? 20, it was twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. It was after nineteen. Yeah. Don't tripping, but he got so composite wise. I'm pretty sure UW was more talented than Oregon at that time. At least blue chip ratio. They're at least up good. there. They were no, definitely yeah, top. Yeah, they had. He yeah. got handed a super talented roster that was recruiting well, and everybody thought was trending in the right direction. And it was supposed to be a seamless transition. The whole staff was set up. Everything was set up. You know, ready to go. Lake takes over. Recruiting goes to shit. On field results are going to shit. And even last year, when you thought things were positive, they played every game at home and struggled against Oregon State when they should have lost, given the calls that they got. And they should have probably lost another game or two. Then there's there hasn't. I've vouched for Lake many a times when they first struggled in the beginning of the season. Matt can vouch for that. I've yeah. said Jimmy Lake's a good dude, good X's and O's coach, but there's no excuse for the amount of a pitfall that this program has been since he's took over as a head coach for what's supposed to be a seamless transition. He made the wrong offensive coordinator hire. Everybody knows that was the wrong offensive coordinator hire. The defensive coordinator hire might not be the best hire either. He's just getting masked by elite cornerbacks. Like there's, he's done nothing that I could see right. And then this quote adds on to that. Well, the quote doesn't do him any justice, but when you look at what, yeah, Jimmy Lake had the most talented roster, but Jimmy Lake went from being the assistant DC to being the head coach. Never been a head coach before. Now, granted, how many years was he under? <laughs> you know, he's pretty long, you know, yeah. they were, they were setting so, it up for a while too, though. That was what they've been saying, but the thing is, is it happened sooner than people expected. Yeah, that's the part. Retiring came out of right field when like, that happened. It was like when people were saying Matt Brown was going to give up the reins to Will Muschamp. This is the reverse of what should have happened. Like Matt Brown should have been gone at when Muschamp was said the head coach and waiting, and and Chris Peterson should be staying a little bit longer to help Jimmy. Like the. This is a dynamic, like, it should have happened backwards. See, and the the OC hire, it hurt him. It set him back. I think he's on the hot seat. I wouldn't say he should be on the hot seat because this is his first OC hire. And if you get rid of Jimmy Lake, you're going to set yourself back. It's a, LSU setting themselves back. Fam, when you won the national championship in 2019 slash 2020, COVID happens. First of all, people take COVID and think COVID was just another season because, yeah, you had teams that played full schedules, but not everybody was on the same playing field of off-season workouts, fall camps, mm-hmm. installations, all of those things that you take into that. And then you think about now, you have teams who have players that were an extra year there who are playing better and making a splash in certain ways like Baylor. You know, OK State is benefiting from that. Um, so you have all of these dynamics going into that and you try to magnify it. And yet Jimmy Lake and Washington only played all their games at home. And when you watched Washington last year, they were a run heavy team. When I say they were run heavy, it was formations were run heavy, run the ball, run the ball. And Dylan was hitting you play action pass. Dylan looked like a first team conference quarterback last year. This year. They went the different approach was teams are going to expect us to run the ball. So, oh, shit, how about we try to counter that and be able to pass? Mm-hmm. 
I wonder if and they so, just saw the offensive line regression in camp because their offensive line has obviously regressed. I wonder if they saw that, and that might be why they tried to throw the ball a little more. But my thing is, is if your offensive line regressed in that sense, bro, you shouldn't be trying to pass the ball that much because your quarterback's going to get fucking killed. <laughs> just, just be honest. And like, Demo, he, he has had no chance to build confidence this season whatsoever, whether that's, you know, the schemes or the line not blocking for him, which for the first half of the season, he was having a hard time getting the ball out in one piece. In that too, like, and, and you have to think about that as a coach. Okay, what can my team do good? What can they do great? What should we stay away from? Mm-hmm. And when you think about Moorhead, Moorhead <laughs> has, when you watch Moorhead's games, it's like he has a distinct plan for every aspect of the game. Yeah. And so for Washington, you have really good running backs. Yeah. <laughs> your, receive, your receiving core is a little bit depleted because of the transfers, but you still got some good receivers. They're still really talented, yeah. Yeah, you still got some good receivers. Iden is one of the best tight ends in the Pac-12, if Obviously. not the best tight end. Country, yeah. He, he should country. be in the top – I mean, if the offense put up better numbers and went to him more, (laughs) he would probably be, you know, tops probably up for the Mackey for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, it's the dynamic for them. What Um, worked for you last year? Can can I offer this little counterpoint? Well, a side note, Mm -hmm. Kwiatkowski was the correct hire if they were going to make anybody else the head coach. But aside from that, so we could take that, shove that to the side. That's just my opinion. Kwiatkowski's a top five defensive coordinator in college football. Jimmy Lake was a co-defensive coordinator, but most people gave Kwiatkowski the credit for most of that. Obviously, Jimmy Lake's an elite DB's coach. However, I know you mentioned the COVID. I know you mentioned all that, but why is it that there are other coaches who succeeded during that? Say Jonathan Smith, say Matt Campbell, say all these other coaches who, who have programs who were in a worse position than Washington was thought to be in. How come they were able to elevate it? And Jimmy Lake took this program that was expected to be top 15 team, you know, one of the better rosters in the conference. And that was plummeting them to the point where it looks like they can't even land top 30 classes. They can't even stay on the field and beat Montana. They, they, they struggled to score a touchdown last week against Stanford. They, like this, rough game against Arizona. Rough you know, game against like... Arizona. And I told Matt, he said the biggest thing for him, to, like the red flag for him was losing to Montana. I told Matt the biggest red flag, we were talking about this with Josh Payton and all them. Ben Roberts and Sir Mel's get offered or visit Oregon and less than 24 hours later, they're decommitting they from Washington yeah. and everyone knows where they're going. Like there's mm-hmm. the, col- Jimmy Lake, great X's and O's coach. The culture at Washington isn't set, and he doesn't have the dominant enough personality to lead one of those premier programs. Washington wants to be a premier program. You've got to have energy. Nick Saban has energy when he needs to have it. Kirby Smart has energy when he needs to have it. Mario Cristobal has energy. Uh, what was the one of the main issues with Clay Hilton? Had no energy. People liked him. Good guy. Probably a solid X's and O's coach. People didn't like it. He didn't have no energy. Couldn't recruit. It's It's... What's going on with Jimmy Lake? Mark Helfrich, great coach, nice guy, not pat like not overly passionate, not really loud, not 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 a dominant personality. Couldn't recruit, fired. Uh, there's no instance. Jimmy Lake, you know, I would say, in my opinion, as a if I was a Washington fan, I would want him gone, just for the fact that if he stays there, this is what Matt and I were talking with Josh Pay of uh, about. If he stays there. Are we sure that that roster doesn't go from when he got there being a top 15 roster to when he leaves being a top 50 roster? Because they're, they're, they don't have any positive trends in recruitings. Josh I mean, Connerly that's the way they're went from one yeah. of their best, like Josh <clears throat> Connerly went from a Washington lean to Washington is not being considered. There are five teams most people consider above Washington for a guy they were leading for three months ago. Yep, and I mean, he was at the Michigan game visiting for Michigan when Washington played there in late Nick. I mean, like... This is is the thing, too, is how much of the coaching holdovers from the Chris Peterson era there? Receivers coaches, running back coaches, O-line coaches. The D.C. DC left. He had to bring in a new D.C. with a new offensive coordinator. New quarterbacks coach. 
new quarterbacks, coach, running backs, receiver. You got to find your right fit. Luckily for us at Oregon, Mario studied under Saban for so long, and he took that shit to heart. And then learning from the years of being at Miami, he's a, he's precise, strategic in his interviews. I also He'll have to interview. Say- Taggart set up a perfect staff. I hate to say Taggart set up a great staff at Oregon. They didn't follow well, him, and that was his demise at Florida State. Crystal well, Ball walks into this job with Jim Levitt, a defensive coordinator. Uh, well, was, Levitt, Levitt, Levitt was a holdover. Him and Levitt butted heads. That first that that year we went to the the. Yeah. Uh, the him and Levitt, but that's why Levitt did well, after got, that. Okay, so you got uh, Mastro, you got Salavea, you got uh, Wilson who just went to Cal. All Mario, Mario, Mario all hired all them. He hired all them? I thought Salavea was a co-offensive coordinator with Mario. Like, a lot of the coaches left with uh, Taggart, actually. Running backs coach, safeties coach, linebackers do. Like, a lot of them coaches from Oregon did with, with Taggart for him. Did they? I, see, I thought that they didn't because the closest – one of the guys with the closest relationship to Taggart was a Jim if, Levitt. If Joe, if Joe Salavea came with Taggart, he he stayed because of Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I know they. I would agree. Because like they all, they all, they all offered Taggart offered the he entire offered, staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He offered them all, but I believe a lot of them stayed because they believed in what, where the program was heading, and they thought that Mario would be a good coach. Uh, obviously, yeah. the players thought that too. I'm not saying that Mario deserves none of the credit. No, I'm saying. As much hate as Taggart gets, he did bring a really good staff to Oregon. And the staff showed you can recruit. <clears throat> they showed, you know, they they, should, they they helped initiate the culture change that Mario just elevated and escalated to the max. Well, yeah, I mean, and he had an, he has an idea and a plan of where he and he's a great And he's a great hirer, too. He's made great hires so far. With and and, and that's why I say he, he's, he's strategic and he's precise with his interviews. And he'll interview dudes multiple times. The offensive coordinator for Pitt, the head coach for Arizona. The head coach for Arizona was almost our offensive coordinator last year before Moorhead. Because I, I publicly lobbied for Moorhead to be our OC. Because I don't think he got a fair shake in Mississippi State. Neither do I. And the same with Chad Morris. Chad Morris is up here coaching at Allen High School. And I think, you know, SMU needed to go give him another shot because he left to take the job at Arkansas. And Arkansas thought they were whole high hum, uh, high and mighty, and letting go. And ain't been the same. I mean, you you got right back to basically where he was trying to get you, and he was only there a year and a half. Mm-hmm. You like Chad Morris got the same amount of time Taggart got, but Morris actually had the program going in the right direction. It's just he had to change the entire roster because you brought Brent Bielema to Arkansas, which was the dumbest decision ever. And I tell people, fam. You're playing in the SEC West. You are not going to be able to play between the tackles with LSU and Bama. Yeah, no. <laughs> you got to do Ole Miss. Way, Ole Miss spread the, the ball out, ran a spread, and was beating them teams. Texas A&M, when they had Manziel, spread them out, beat them. Yeah. You cannot beat them between the tackles, lining up in the I formation. You are not going to beat them lining up in the ace back formation and just running it up the middle. You are not going to beat them trying to run up the middle. You have to make them run east and west. Make them use their speed. Make them use their athleticism in space. Yep. Make them get tired. Make them think, and that's when they screw up. Who You know who laid the foundation for how to beat teams that are massively more talented than you and probably a better overall team than you? Chip Kelly. He said, hey, yeah. we're going to go play Michigan, who is one of the best rosters in the country, and fucking blow their doors off with trick plays and throwing it outside and running fast. We're going to go play Tennessee, who, albeit wasn't in their best state, was still one of the most talented rosters in the country. They were good. We're going to yeah. go out there, and we're going to run it to the outside. We're going to throw short screens, and we're going to make them look stupid. We're going to go play Cam Newton in the national championship and have a close game where we probably should have won. We're going to go out now, there. I'm not the LSU it. game was wasn't pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but that yeah. that LSU team, I think that LSU team is almost up there with the 2019 LSU team. Yeah, Bakaris Mingo was a beast. And he had yeah, really bad. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm not going to give Hellfurst the credit for 2014. Uh, <laughs> Chip Kelly's team went out there. Chip Kelly's scheme went out there and made Florida State look like absolute ass, defending champions with the reigning Heisman winner before the season came in. Made them look stupid. Mm-hmm. 
Like, he laid the blueprint. If you're a less talented team, why are you going to try and go in the trenches with with other teams that are more talented than you? Unless you're Iowa or Stanford, where it's, you weirdly have massive human beings, you can't do that. Like, it's not going to work. Well, see, the thing is, is the dynamic is Bama's able to play in space now. So mm-hmm. the team, like Clemson, Dabo built that team completely. Like, when I say completely, he had quarterbacks, receivers, running backs, O-line, D-line, linebackers, safeties, corners. And then at one point, his D-line was the best D-line in college football. Hell, the D entire, what, five five men from that D-line went in the, the first three rounds of the NFL draft yep. the following year. Um, Brian Bracey's a beast now, too. You know, you got him. You still got Xavier over there, too. Um, so, Saban – Pinpointed the focal point of the trenches is key to winning a national championship on both sides. Once you get the trenches, then you branch out. Now, for Saban, people have to understand Mario was there when Saban was having game-managing quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. These weren't guys just slinging in like Herbert. These were guys that was giving you 225 yards on 19 of 25, you know, Passing, you know, and your running back got carried for 34 yards. He ran for 180 yards with three touchdowns. The backup ran for 15 yard for 15 carries for 175 yards with two touchdowns. And and whoever this running back is with the five star last year, the four star with him, like I they do, had stable of backs. And we're we're when we're speaking of game managing quarterbacks, I do want to say um. To everyone who is all up in my mentions, Anthony Brown has been balling. He's playing great. And I'm going to tweet he's playing good when he's playing good. I'm going to tweet he sucks when he sucks. Deal with it. But uh, I mean, we've seen a mini version of what you're explaining there just this season at Oregon. Obviously not at the massive scale, obviously. But we started this year. We had questions in the trenches. We found the offensive line rotation. Now the offense seems to be getting rolling. We went. We worked to the middle. Once we got the trenches right, everything else is falling into place on the outside because you have the talent there. And eventually once you get it right, it's going to start working. You just need those front five guys to play ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and your quarterback has to trust him and he has to feel comfortable. Um, you know, the thing for us, when we went into Ohio state, we had the benefit of having CJ Verdell, which is probably one of the best running backs in the country. And if he wouldn't have got hurt, he probably would be one of the front runners for the Doak Walker Award. Mm-hmm. The dude ran for 177 yards at Ohio State mm-hmm. and had three total touchdowns. And before the injury against Cal, or I mean, before Stanford, you know, he had what almost 100 yards against Cal. Mm-hmm. You know, almost 100 yards against Arizona. So yep. he he had the you know the talents there, the O lines there. Um, and we leaned more so on CJ in that Ohio State game, and that what that's what's got us through. Yep. After that, we had we had to really lean on our quarterback. Um, I'm not saying we don't lean on Travis Dye because Travis is getting you know a bulk of the carries, he's getting a bulk of the touches, but the quarterback's play is emphasized now because your star running backs out. Yep. And you can't just turn and give him the ball. You can give C.J. Vidal the ball 20 times, 20 carries. Give him 30 and carries. You give him 30 carries and give, you know, Travis Dye another 15. But now Travis Dye is getting 24-ish, you, and you can't really any, do that. Anywhere between 20 to 24 handoffs, and then you throw in another five or six passes. So he's getting 30 touches a different way. You know, um, what I think has really helped Brown, uh, it seems like, you know, obviously, like you said, we were leaning on the running back, then we were leaning on Brown. And I feel like more and more as these weeks continue to progress, we're going to do what USC has been doing in a sense and leaning on a star wide receiver as to when something breaks down and, you know, we need you to win. Like, there's good coverage on the field. We need to win this one-on-one. We need a play here. Devin Williams, past two weeks, has been making them plays. That one, there was a pass last week where great coverage, guy was in front of Devin, somehow Devin comes down with the ball and it's a – 30-yard gain for a first down when it seemed like we were about to stall out the drive. Like, having somebody outside of Verdell making insane explosive plays, albeit Die makes good plays almost every play, 
He's not the explosive factor. Having somebody making those explosive plays helps ease the pressure off of everybody else. For sure. Um, and I think with that also is they've mentioned it numerous times, Anthony and, and Devin are roommates. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have that connection. It's that chemistry. That And then also he's starting to gain more trust and more chemistry with the receivers as an entire core. Right. Because he he was able to the pass to Troy Franklin first of all, that pass was nice. It was nice, and I'm sure they probably told him, "Don't you ever do that shit again in your life?" You know, especially <laughs> especially against Washington. Don't do that shit next week. No, don't you? Because uh, we gonna make you pay on that one. McDuffie, uh, Radley Hines, somebody back there going, yeah, somebody <laughs> finna. Thank you. You like, only throw the, in my opinion, you only throw those balls against Washington to Devin Williams. Not even that, bro. I wouldn't even, even throw it across the middle like that. Now nah, the pass middle. I'm talking about. I'm talking about contested catches. The only oh, guy yeah. throwing to contested against Washington is Devin Williams. Spencer Webb, as well. Is he? Is he full? Is he playing a lot though? Yeah, he's been playing. Spencer's been playing. I thought Tiford made most of the oh. most of the reps. All of them. They've been rotating the tight ends. And Seven honestly, and... And, and the thing for us, too, is we haven't really thrown that many jump balls, and we can th- we've can. we got the tight ends to, to moss people like Stanford. And we got large got wide receivers, receivers, too. We got the receivers. So, I mean, Mario right now. Mario does have an infatuation with five foot eight wide receivers, though. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about uh, Houston and uh, Houston? I'm more talking about the fact that uh, Devin Williams was. There was six wide receivers starting for most of the year, and you know, obviously in the two deep. And for most of the year, none of them were Devin Williams, even when he was healthy. Uh, That's and, that was that was more so like everybody said that was more so something else behind the scenes that we can't control. Like I never even I never even saw anybody saying that, so I didn't. No, know no, 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 no. It was it was it was a conversation that was had with some guys. I think it was I think it was a a, a spaces on Twitter. Like it, it was some things that you know that are out of people's control. Um, gotcha. when you go into a season, um, and some things you gotta sure up on the back end to make sure there's no issues. Um, issues. Gotcha. See, I didn't so, know that. All I see is six wide receivers on the two deep, and none of them are Devin Williams. And I was, yeah, no, like, no. I mean, what the fuck? yeah, but and I think also we we did see him against Ohio State. Yeah, you know, we saw him the most against Ohio State, but uh, and then none, you know, pretty much. But, and I also weeks. think. I think also um, what we were told too was he was dealing with some some a nagging little injury. Yeah, so I mean, you you also think about that. You don't need to rush him back against Arizona or, well, or so we um, <laughs> Well, I mean, for but see, for Arizona fan, we had we had penalties that killed drives. Oh, for sure, for sure. I was we, just you know making my little you know, joke. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and that's the thing is every game fan, we've got to remember that. You can be driving the field like you were against Cal, fumble, mm-hmm. you know, or the the play where, where where Hudson makes the catch and then gets up, spins the ball in fifteen yards, and now Mario is all over sports TV for a week talking about was he right or wrong for for talking to Hudson, you know Houston like that, but you know, it's little dynamic and intricacies in every game that play a major part. Um, yep. But it, it's a beautiful thing to see for the fact that where we are with the injuries we have on defense and our offense is starting to look like it's trying to turn that corner into excel and, you know, uh, accelerate uphill. Um, if they accelerate uphill, man, it, it's, it's over. Like if that offense gets clicking um, and if they keep using the three backs, seven and Cardwell and, and die, I think Benson needs to start getting some more touches too. Cause he look like he's going to be a bull. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think if uh, Dollars gets back? Is he? I think you save my, him for next year, personally. And that's my thing, too. Because he'll be the bell cow next year. That And we got to think about the fact that we have players that are hurt. We don't need to rush them back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm not saying to rush him back. I'm saying come Pac-12 championship time, playoff time, he's ready. Like, he's good to go 100%. Does he get thrown into that, or do you, you know, make sure for sure he's good for next year? Because with Die possibly being gone, there's a chance that 
I know Benson's playing well. I know Seven's playing well. But Dollars has been in the program longer. Dollars has shown a lot of promise as well. I would expect he's going to get a large amount of the carries next year too. Oh yeah, Dollars is Dollars is. If it doesn't make, if it ain't about Dollars, it don't make sense, bro. Like no, I think Dollars is nice and nice, like. Oh yeah, I mean he he showed his his ability in the Paso Championship game last year, so that part it, it it that's all said and done. It's just more so the injury, and the rushing him back, and the fact that you've got other capable bodies, so you don't have to play him right now. Yeah. If um, it's not a I have to play him, or if we like if you really must, we finna play Bama if we need Sean Dollars. If we play in Georgia, put him in. We play in Georgia and Bama if we need Sean Dollars. Like yeah. that, that is the only way on God's green earth I'm gonna take this man who ain't played all season and, and put him on this field. He, you finna play the baddest motherfuckers on the planet. Excuse my French. Yeah, yeah, you good. Like that. That's how I look at it. Like motherfuckers is where he crosses the line, but not Stony. <laughs> hey. <laughs> You no. like to get stoned, bro. You like to get stoned, okay? <laughs> but I'm just being I'm just being honest, no, man. When no, you no, think yeah, about yeah, yeah, for sure. the yeah. depth that we recruit at and, and the ability to get these players to come, we're right now playing a lot of freshmen on defense. Think about our defense for the next couple of years and where they're gonna be mentally and physically. They're gonna be ready. I mean, outside of Kayvon, most everybody's gonna be coming back. Michael could even come back. Exactly. Young defense, yeah. It, 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 fam, honestly, bro, I, for some reason, I've been having an inkling, bro, that KT might spurn and shock everybody. He may come back. Stro. Like, my, my thing is, You ain't got fam, no sources on this, dude. <laughs> no, no sources. You're getting I his have hopes no, up, man. My thing, my thing is, is when I when I go back to Mario's first year as a head coach, when Ugo and, and Jalen and yeah, Justin and, and, Ruben, and Jordan and, said he coming back too. And all of them were like, I want to come back, but we can't. Like, there's like, we would love to come back one more year, but we can't. Like, there's like, we wish we had one more year with this staff and this coaches. Like, we wish we had one more year. Yeah. Like, it, it, those guys, and those were the guys that KT saw when they beat Washington to storm the field when he was here. Like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Ugo was back on campus today from what I saw or, or this weekend because Kenny Farmer posted a picture. Like, so it, it, it only makes sense. Like, the dude's paving his own path. He's paving his own destiny, and he's doing it his way, and he's only done it the right way so far. And, right. and that's all you can ask for. You know, top five pick, I, I wouldn't be mad if he went. I wouldn't be mad if he came back. Exactly. You exactly. know, but I mean – it's like, you know, Mario is probably going to tell him to take your ass on to the NFL and get paid. If KT says, look, I know I know the NFL is waiting on me, but I really would like to come back. He also got um, a bag from NIL. I mean, the NIL bag is coming regardless. Um, and then, you know, that possibility of winning that first national championship. I think next year yeah, really no. could, like, as the first year, we have a real, real, real shot at winning another, winning a title again, like. Obviously, next this year there's a chance, but Georgia really is just for me head and shoulders above everybody else. For us, I think next year is the first year of it. Um, right before that comment, though, when it when it comes to guys coming back, although so this this might get me roasted on Twitter again. Uh, although he's been a great player for us, hot take alert! I'll put some kind of edit on that. Uh, you know who? I think is a net negative if they come back just because of the situation going on behind them. Who? Travis Dye. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean... I hate to say that. I love Travis Dye. Like, his vibe, his personality, his brother, the how he's played. He's played great. But you have Sean Dollars, Seven McGee, Trey Benson, Byron Cardwell, Cross Patton. Uh, you have other guys, another one guy thing, I think, coming in. I don't know. But, like, it's a backed up, busy room, and given his style, we have a lot of backs with a style of play, with the same style of play, the physical running, Travis Dye, catch the ball at the backfield type. That is what Byron Cardwell is, and I mean, the <laughs> the the feature the feature back, I'm hoping ends up being dollars, but Dye, I think they were talking about this on the Austin Audible's podcast as well. 
that they were hoping die balled out so he would go to the next level so these other guys did get into these games next year and we did see these guys get an influx next year um that might get me you know uh mount rushmore level flamed on twitter but <laughs> i will gladly accept that because i don't think that that's that bad of a take um matt what are what are the odds somebody like mcduffie stays at this rate i don't think so i think what are the odds like, small stays smalls well that's a different story entirely <laughs> that's a different problem mm. um considering how how his dad's tweeting recently i don't know about that one um as <laughs> far gonna, as he's gonna transfer to oregon not a recruiting oh. rival <laughs> I'd be, I'd be so depressed. Yeah, I'd be so depressed. You seen what his pop said, right? I saw what his pop said, but my thing is, fam. How your pop's going to say the coach when he fired? That's some LeVar Ball but, shit. But this, this is my thing, fam, is you knew the risk you were taking when you decided to go there. Oh, for and sure. So you can't be surprised at, you know, what is happening now. But that is why you have perseverance. That is why you overcome the adversity. And yeah. and that's why I say Washington should not be so quick to fire Jimmy Lake. Let him get another offensive coordinator. Now, his this is a thing Jimmy Lake has decided to do. What kind of offense do I want to run? Am I going to be a multiple offense? <laughs> 1940s. But I mean, but even, yeah. even if you're going to go old school with it, fam, you can still have some flair to it. You can still help. Bama lined up in the ace back with one running back Jesus. a tight end and three receivers and still mm-hmm. running down teams' throats. Mm-hmm. You know, Wisconsin's and I mean, been lined up in eye formation since Barry Alvarez with, with uh, Ron Dane. So, oh, I mean, Dane. you can be competitive with it, fam. You just got to put your own spin on it. And how do you want to be able to recruit yourself outside of your academic prowess with everybody else? <laughs> because you're gonna try, yeah. you're going to try to – you're going to try to get uh, – more guys like McMillan. You're going to try to get more guys like Giles Jackson. You don't want Giles Jackson to just transfer to you. You want to get Giles Jackson first out of high school like Xavier Worth. Yeah. You want to keep you know, Puka Nakua. You know, you want to keep Puka. You know, you, you want that. So he's got to sit down and think, what do I want to do in this aspect? I want to be able to run the ball because you got decent running backs. You're getting decent running backs. Um, I want to be able to also pass the ball. I want to be balanced. So – you got to decide on, do I get a spread-minded offensive coordinator or do I get somebody with a pro-style background and try to tailor it to my way? I think the focus should be a little different. Uh, I'm going to go back to what has also circled the college football headlines earlier this week with what Kirby Smart said. could be a great coach, but if the other guy's got better players, he's probably going to beat you. And <laughs> what, what, what's the best – like, who – What's the big name? Like, who's a good recruit? Like, name a good recruiter on Washington staff. I don't know. Lake, when he wasn't the head coach, was actually a half decent recruiter as a DBs. DBs. Yeah, for sure. What, like, what, what are you guys recruiting? Who's recruiting well on your staff? And who's known to recruit outside of Lake, let's say? Who's known to recruit well on your staff? I don't think they're known as recruiters. I think Huff recruits pretty decently from what it sounds like. Or wait, no. Uh, Yeah, no, Huff. Huff, um, outside of that, I mean, and so let's let's just take nobody, no matter what, nobody jumps off the page. Yeah. So that's it, it proves your point. And you know, I, I was listening to Josh Pate's podcast earlier, and he's he made a he made a great, great uh metaphor, I think, for this earlier. He said, mm-hmm. You put Danny Hamlin in a little hatchback, and you put Matt Schwaz in the gravedigger. And just because Danny Hamlin's a better driver than you, guess what? Matt's winning because he's got those better, like 11 of Georgia's or 11 of Georgia's players are five stars. Half of their starting 22 Something are five dumb. stars. Yeah. The, the, you're the, the more talented team. I, I know coaching is huge. And obviously Oregon had chip Kelly where we out coach talent so many times. But unless you have one of those innovative offenses or defense, something new that people haven't seen, people can't scheme against, you're, yeah. you're most, I'd say eight times out of 10, you're going to lose to the team more talented than you. I could see that. Also, now I have that image in my head. I want to drive a monster truck. So <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, I think the biggest issue is they, they have nobody, most, most of the blueprints. Time out, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, time out. 
Where is the purple car this mug was revving up a couple years ago? The purple what? The purple car Jimmy was revving up. Remember the remember the gif and picture and video of Jimmy in the purple car oh, revving the, the car up? The challenger? Oh. Well, he, this man has time more out, personality in those three Twitter videos than he's ever had anywhere else. <laughs> that and then the 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 the, the plane ride and the boat ride when you had JTT in town. Yeah. Where is that every week? This, this, this is the stuff he should be doing with the recruits in town. With everybody, yeah. No matter who it is, bro, show them Seattle. Show mm-hmm. them the view from the water. Show them you got nice whips. You like to have a good time. I mean, hell, you advertise it on everything anyways. Might as well take him around the damn place. Hell, Texas is running around saying all guys no breaks and blowing leads to Oklahoma when they up 28 to 7 and shit. So, I mean, why not? You know? Yeah. They can't even close out Baylor. So, I'm saying, like, why not? <laughs> it's effort. Do, do, do effort in this is what I always said when I told people about how Mario was going to be able to recruit is you tap into your resources. Fam, the six man was a movie made about Washington basketball. Y'all should be using that for basketball. Yeah. Don't Do even get me started House? on basketball. Oh my God. Leveraged by Oregon. When the game stands what? tall, gets leveraged by Oregon. All American gets leveraged by Oregon. I didn't even know that movie existed until Stromino just mentioned it. What? Whatever movie you just said, never heard. Oh, of the Six Man. Oh, it, it's a movie back in the 1990s with uh Marlon Wayans and Kadeem Harder. See, and yeah, Oregon has them older movies, but they market them like in the 2014 thing with Marcus Mariota. They have that yeah. Animal House clips. I haven't. To be fair, I haven't seen Washington market much of anything. But <laughs> like when they, they'll send out a tweet with like Costco on it, or they'll send out like Costco, Costco. Or they'll send out a tweet of Jimmy Lake on a boat, and the recruits are probably still sitting on the dock, like, "Yo, what the hell?" Like, like why is this man at the water, man? We be out just sitting on the dock of the bay. They They're watching him film it, like, "Hey, what, what's going on over there?" I was talking to a USC fan. I don't know if you guys know LA Sports got on Twitter. Uh, oh yeah, he downplayed the effects of social media, but you know it's kind of coincidental. You know who has some of the best social media teams in the Pac-12? They happen to be the three best teams in the conference right now, or in my opinion, the three best teams in the conference: Oregon, Oregon State, and Arizona State. And UCLA stepping up their game too. They're recruiting at some of the best levels. UCLA Arizona, up their game. Arizona State benefited from the Herm Edwards and Antonio Pierce effect for sure. Then they, they you got it. Put more effort into it monetarily. Well, I mean, of course, because first of all, ASU has money put into it. They mm-hmm. they're getting good uniforms. They they're getting state of the art facilities. They have Adidas contracts, so they got that part. But the you still got to tap into Adidas in Seattle. Like. <laughs> But you, but you gotta, you still gotta tap into your resources, fam. Mm-hmm. Like you still gotta showcase the, you know, the high points of the school. Like yep. for us, we benefit from having, you know, the great facilities, and you know, we're in Oregon. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been to Oregon. I'm from Michigan. Oregon scenery is one of like no, is one of a kind. I was um like beautiful nature. Did you see the destroying video that was posted about our facilities? Yeah, he played for UCF, one of the newest and biggest campuses out of any college ever anywhere. And he came and called our facilities a fine art museum. Yeah, you like, yes, Oregon doesn't have Seattle to sell like Washington does. But guess what? They sell everything they got pretty damn well. They sell it fucking amazingly. Washington has everything to sell and sells none of it. This is this is what this is what I'm going to tell you, like. It's a it's a terrible reference, but shake what your mama gave you. This man, <laughs> like it, it's a it you, you fam. I grew up in the nineties. As you can tell, I'm a black man in America, so <laughs> I'm gonna keep it real with you. You know, we we talk about big booties and big breastuses, bro. Oh, but right. <laughs> like, we, I'm, I'm, giving, I'm giving you, I'm giving, you, but I'm giving you a reference. Though. I'm giving you a reference. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I know where you going. So, so, so listen to me. So listen to me. So you use what you got, you know, it may not be the biggest, it may not be the prettiest, but you use what you got to get you where you to where you're going. Like it, it, it don't sound right, but you, you I, get what I, I'm saying. Yeah, if I'm like, what you're saying. <laughs> if you have Mont Lake and, and the, and the, uh, the greatest setting in college football, you don't show it off. If I'm you, if I'm you, dub, I would actually like to have more night games than day games. Yeah, 
See what on that on that setting, there's a double-edged sword reflecting off that lake at night, and y'all have a purple out, a black out. Hell, bust out some gold jerseys with purple numbers on them, some bitches. See, but, there's, oh, no. but then there's a double there's a double-edged sword to that because then you have there is a penalty to doing that. Ratings and ratings are money, and obviously it seems like UW cares a lot more about their academics, and they're more Damn. hesitant to put in resources to the athletic programs as they once were. Um, so when you're when you're doing something like that, obviously the setting would be beautiful. I think it would be amazing. I'd love to see yeah. it myself. But there's a cost. There's a, there's obviously a, a cost to doing everything. And that cost would be a limited viewership they already get dwindled. I think it's something worth noting too, though, that with the new Pac-12 commissioner, I think those are risks that they're going to want to take. Yes. He's he's willing to take those chances, but you mm-hmm. also got to think about it, fam. When USC was in this heyday, bro, people were staying up late to watch them because they were winning national championships. I stay up yeah. late. Reggie Bush and Miller, you got to you have to have something that draws their attention. For sure. We have KT. We had Mariota. Who else is like that in the Who else is like that in the conference? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. I mean, Marshawn you don't have the Cal. I, I know people out here who stayed up late to watch Marshawn. Marshawn, uh, uh, running back at uh, Steve, Stephen, uh, Stephen Jackson at Oregon State. Yeah, uh, fucking what's his name? The wide receiver at Oregon State. Uh, Steve which Smith? one? Steve Smith. Steve Smith, Chad Ochocinco, Ocho? Ocho? I love Ocho, <laughs> You know, um, you, you talking uh, Arizona State fam? Heck, when they had the Derby. Hey Matt, um, what's up? Four, four, uh, four lost Washington in the playoff hunt still. Yes, hundred percent. Ship it, making history. <laughs> first four lost first, team in the uh, college yeah, football first, playoff ever. First, first four lost team in the playoff. You know, Book it, Sharpie, ink I, it. I will give you guys one thing. I think you are better than one team currently ranked in the college football playoff rankings. One team, Mississippi Ooh. State. Mike Leach. <laughs> nice. There you go. <laughs> well, we, 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 own, we own that man, so, you know. We do not. Yeah. That man. Hey, we beat him the last time we played him, though. We did beat him. We ended it it's on good. a positive note, but also yeah. that game, they Max Borgie us fucking was going almost on. Almost 4,000 days, so. Yeah, I also, I love how you guys talk shit about us, like, copying shit, and then that account is literally based off of an Oregon account that used to be ran against Washington days since UW beat Oregon. Well, I don't know. The count's still more for us against Wazoo than you guys against Washington. Yeah, so. no, no, no. The account was originally ran when it was like. Oh, I don't, I don't know. That account's thousands. been around for a while still, though, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the uh, the or, the Oregon account went deactive. I think a few years ago. Yeah, I don't. I wasn't around for that. But uh, at least not on active on Twitter. So, so Matt. Do yeah. You, do you, as a Washington fan, I I know you know the Pac-12 needs representation. But as a yep. Washington fan, how do you feel about Oregon controlling their own destiny to the playoff? Uh, as much as I hate to say it, I mean, I think the one thing the committee got right is about the spot they put Oregon. I would have put them at five or six probably, but I still think them ahead of Ohio State's correct. I think them controlling their own destiny is good. Oregon's now in a position where they feel like they're in control, whereas before the rankings, they really didn't because they thought the committee was going to screw them, which honestly, like I thought the same thing. I think it's good for the conference because it shows whoever, you know, beats Oregon is a legit team. And you could argue that the competition when everybody's beating each other now with Oregon kind of being that standard set this season, at least like it shows that the conference is good competition. Even if there's a champ with two, three losses coming out of the conference, which you know, Oregon has one loss, but there's still technically a chance because, you know, UW, Wazoo, you guys still play Wazoo, correct? The Wazoo is the game yeah. I'm most worried about. Yeah, and especially with how they home. look. Mm-hmm. Wazoo, Wazoo at home. And then yeah. we go to Utah. Um, yeah. Utah, see, Utah, That's they're, they're very game. volatile when it comes to how their quarterback plays. Their offense is hit and miss. Obviously, their defense, their, their trenches are normally pretty solid. Kyle Whittingham is a really good coach. Washington State, for no fucking reason, is playing really good football. Makes they no don't sense. have a head coach. They don't Makes have half their coaching no staff right sense. now. They what? almost just so, beat BYU without half the of their coaches. Most Pac-12 shit I have ever fucking seen. 
Pac-12 after inspired. dark is just special. They're playing inspired, bro. Like yeah. last year when we saw when we saw the the Washington State team in in Pullman last year, that quarterback he's actually a good ass quarterback. That dude is underrated good. for being a sophomore. That dude's underrated. He's like Jaden Daniels good, but he might be better than Jaden Daniels. Like mm-hmm. under the radar, better than Jaden Daniels. Jaden the um, nice. So. <clears throat> He's just at Washington State, you know, and they're battling BYU, who's top 25 or was top 25. They beat Arizona State at Arizona State. They're in the top 25. Um, they they should have beat Utah. Like, it's yeah. so crazy. Is the kid that got shot from Utah, I think he had the game, like, game ceiling interception that game or something. Devin Lloyd, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I saw – like, I saw – I saw that happen, like that whole situation. I was, and I was like, "Yo, this is wild!" Because like Wazoo was finna go score, mm-hmm. he picks the ball off, and Utah scores, and the game's just out, and Utah wins. And it's like, "Yo, mm-hmm. Wazoo's like Wazoo." They're good. Yeah, I hate team. to say it, they're good. And they are good. It'll, it's really going to be interesting to see how the rest of the Pac-12 season plays out. Um, Honestly, I think I think most Pac-12 fans, as much as they would all hate to say it. Probably expect Oregon to win out and make the playoff. Well, they're. I mean, they're letting everybody down if they don't at this point. So, you know. <laughs> I mean, some people were a lot more concerned with the defense after Colorado than the actual. You know, numbers should lead you to believe that the concern level should be. But you know, we'll see as the as the games start to play out. Um, speaking sure. of some big games, Stro, I have a question for you. Are you going to be in Atlanta next year? Yes, that is the plan. The goal is to be in Atlanta. ATL Shouty. ATL Shouty. Matt, ATL Shouty. You're you're going to a big game here soon, I believe, right? There's a, there's a game at I think I think CFB Home Tweet it should it should be game day or something. Or, yeah, in, in Montana. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, that team that we joke about that beat the Huskies. I'm actually going Why to watch Montana Montana State. <laughs> he's 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 gonna go watch a real football team. <laughs> yeah, football. sorry, watching watching the real home of Husky football. Oh, they are your dad. Uh, That's apparently, fun. yeah. I'm actually excited for that though. I love FCS small college type football, so that should be good. Should be fun. Um, Dude, I'm with for, you on that. For any Ducks fans who go to the Atlanta game, if we all link up, I will buy everyone one drink. It'll be Dude. fun. I'm gonna tell you like this because Texas Live was was crazy. Yeah, we fam. That's how I met Pickett's parent. I met his dad. Met some of his family. Man, I hope uh, Pickett ain't there. He gonna jump my. <laughs> I met Lindsay uh, Sawyer. I met Mimi Duck. It oh, was so crazy. Lindsay, one of the ones who posted my picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Like Mine- bro, Minecraft YouTuber, by the way. Oh my god. Um, like, I'm, oh gosh, bro, dude, I love, I love my timeline. It is the most entertaining <laughs> shit ever. Your your timeline, dude. <laughs> your timeline, yeah, fam. <laughs> What's wrong with my, my timeline, bro? My timeline, I'm like, yo, what the hell they say today, man? <laughs> somebody yeah. don't piss, somebody don't piss somebody else somewhere. Yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was gonna say, every time you open Twitter, you find out who Mike decided to piss off today, and it's is Mike is Mike Key and uh <laughs> Mike Mike Key and who's the other one? Uh, talking uh, about Keyshawn. Keyshawn, who else? Who else? Amir. <laughs> Yes, like bro, TV. Like I've been you know, woke up at four forty five in the morning for work. Keaton said some crazy <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, since we're out west, bro. And then you what got like Keaton went and found tweets from like six hours ago from like five different Husky fans and just straight talk yeah, shit. I swear, Keaton's like, bro. Six o'clock <laughs> in the morning. He's <laughs> already <laughs> going to war. People just waking up, getting boogers. I boogers on the I key already sending grenades. Fuck you, dude. Y'all ain't shit. Here come Mike. Yeah, yeah we need to play Ty Thompson. We need to play Ty Thompson. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I never said Ty Thompson. I just said anybody but Brown. 
I've been on. This I guarantee Ashford, you, we can find it. We can find I, a clip in the stream. Find one. I've been on Ashford episodes. train. I've been on the Ashford train since day one. And you know what? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest with you, fam. Ashford gives me Dennis Dixon vibes. He gives me Vernon Adams vibes. The reason why I say Dennis Dixon is because You're the old. dual threat possibility. Oh, that's a... dude six three and about what two thirty and probably mm-hmm. runs about a four five forty. Baseball player. And can sling the rock. So I mean, for us next year is really going to be Mario's true year to see how he is as the head coach because he's going to have his his own quarterback. Yep. If we don't make the most of next you, year, that's a disappointment. The thing right now is we can't focus on that because we got to finish this year. Yeah, you guys got to make the playoff this year. Well, see, <laughs> this year wasn't expected because we all. Ex- Honestly, like we all didn't think this was we were quite because we had yeah. Anthony First Brown. First of all, time out. They all expected us to lose Ohio State, and I told they asked for hey. an entire week we wasn't gonna lose. No, nope. I told you, and I told everybody else we was gonna beat Ohio State. I said it. I was on Twitter. You can go check it. They didn't believe me. No, we gonna lose Ohio State, bro. We don't think we gonna beat him because Anthony Brown quarterback. Man, so, we gonna beat Ohio State. I said we would win in spite of Anthony Brown, but he didn't. He didn't put us in a bad position that game. So you Dude, know, hey. I'll at least take the credit for saying we were gonna win. But I, you know, it was it was very not confident. Yeah, I had. I thought we were gonna win. It was, in spite of Brown. it was definitely the Homer. Like, yeah, we're gonna win, but. You know, like like yeah, what I man. went through earlier with with the hey. the way Ohio State played against um, Minnesota really bolstered my confidence a little bit in that a bad yeah. quarterback could beat Ohio State. Minnesota's not a bad team besides that Bowling Green loss. Well, my my thing is with Minnesota fam is Tanner Morgan has been there for what three years now? Thirty five, like eight. <laughs> he got he got to Minnesota when CJ Verdell got to Oregon. Like. Basically, and Verdell got better as a running back, but Tanner Morgan, how did you go six of eighteen passes against from Ohio good State? To bad. Yes, and now I'm like, how did you regress? And you have one of the best rushing attacks. Even if your best running back got hurt, Minnesota's always got a decent running back. Exactly. Um, I don't trust. I don't trust both out. quarterbacks, man. So I don't, huh? I don't trust both quarterbacks. So. I've always been suspicious of more. I don't trust bald head coaches. <laughs> Flick. <laughs> okay. With that, with that, I think we'll call it. <laughs> he was almost our coach, bro. That's just messed up, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, we was like oh, just, I already knew who it was when you said it, bro. That's terrible. Oh man! Uh, oh, that's fair. That's I mean, fair. That's fair. It's a, it's a beautiful thing, man, to think about it though, because the way football looked last year, because we knew Bama was was standing shoulders ahead of everybody, to now is like it's wide open, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it is. And uh, Stro, I do want to thank you for coming on the Dyson Talks podcast for sure, man. <laughs> Talking about. Uh, Ass, titties, stonings, and bald coaches. <laughs> the, Middle the Middle East was brought up. It was wait, funny. wait, wait. This, and this is the second take. So the yeah. first, <laughs> this is, you can imagine what everybody missed out on to our first take. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Thank you for it's been a blast, though, man. For it's, sure, bro. It's been yeah. fun having you. I, I have not laughed this much in an episode until today. No. Uh, your at is going to be right below your name on the stream for your Twitter. Uh, you want to tell everyone your Instagram at and where else they can find you and, you know, what you got going on? Well, I mean, I'm just your friendly neighborhood bistro. Um, super fan. <laughs> it's the super fan. Look, you can find me on Instagram as bistro3642. Um, Clipperdale you can or find bistro. Me, or you can find me on uh, Twitter at stromio1. Um, hit me up. Shoot me a, a, a message. I'm down to talk sports with it, with it, whoever, whenever. All day, people DM me. Um, I'm serious. I have so many conversations about duck football <laughs> with so many people in my DMs, fam. You'd be surprised. How many baby Yodas? Oh, dude, let's not talk about. <laughs> like, dude, you had like that was that was like 
That's like that's that's the same thing as having that little skull avatar nowadays. Like Sam, oh. like when when Skoda happened, bro, it was lovely. But now it's terrible. Oh, it's terrible. Gosh. It's so bad. Oh gosh, bro, Smitty like, created a monster. He he was like, bro, I just need you to tweet this, and I was like, all right, fam. He's like, come up with a name. I was like, okay, Skoda. And it took off like a rocket because me and him was like, bro, let's see how this goes. Like, oh, shit. And then after the season, it was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what did we do? <laughs> it's literally that, that Punisher skull version of. <laughs> oh, bro. Oh. I mean, I mean, I love it at the time, bro, because that was peak. Yeah, like yeah, we had coaches great. and everybody. But it was, now it was, no, on, it, it was on ESPN for game day. ESPN. We were trending worldwide on Twitter for like 48 hours. And that that's also one thing, you know, look at that. Oregon's fan base, national, got shit trending. But uh, it was, it's, it's all good things must come to an end. Sadly, that has not come to an end yet. Yeah, UW Twitter gets trending for the wrong reasons. UW UW Twitter Twitter goes trending. The only time they go trending is when they're talking about Oregon. Yeah, or when Oregon quote tweets a UW tweet. Wait. Like Oregon Twitter quote tweets, UW. Wait, so hate week is turned into we hate our coach two week. Yeah, <laughs> it's not even fun for Oregon fans anymore because Washington Washington I fans just, have turned on their I program just, to the I, point where we they literally just join the fans. Like we can't stand this dude either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, look, great. man, we hate you guys, but like we have some common ground here. Maybe we're not all that different from each other. <laughs> They might be, please blow us out so he can go. <laughs> Guess what? Please put us out of our misery. Guess what, though, guys? Guess what, though? Hood Husky says that was a good quote. End of story. It's over. We win. We got to have him on the show, man. We need I to pick his so brain. Bad. We got to pick his brain. Pick, I, I just need to know how. Yeah. Hood, Husky, Hood Husky, if you're Recruiting listening, is we love fine. you, Doug. We love you, Doug. Recruiting is great. <laughs> We didn't. We didn't want Troy Franklin, anyways. Hey, he's actually transferring. He's coming to Washington after <laughs> yeah, yeah, the game. JTT two. Um, he's going to yeah. transfer after the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. JTT. What about a Mecca? <laughs> uh, well, he's a lost cause. We'll get the other two though. It's fine. <laughs> he said he's a lost cause guy. No. <laughs> Josh Connerly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Don't oh. worry. We'll, we'll get him off the tarmac from Michigan, too. Well, I want to Don't thank worry. you guys for watching. Uh, we hope to see you next time on the Ducks and Dogs podcast. And until then, my name is Mike signing off. Oregon by 30. Go Ducks. Go Ducks. Go Ducks. <laughs>